everyone, and welcome to episode 81 of the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is part two of our nonsensical year. Nonsensical. Oh, I should have started off with a beer. This is part two of our nonsensical yearbook 2017, going through the rest of our categories. And joining me, as expected, are my two lovely co-hosts. First up, Miss Tiffany B. Hello. And Dan. Ladies. That, ladies, listeners, is the most authentic you will ever get. (laughs) Because Dan is laying in bed without pants on as we speak. This is true. I guess I haven't, I haven't really, have I said that I'm moving on here? I don't think I have. It's been a secret, right? Uh, You posted it on Twitter and a lot of people had questions. Yeah. So I'll say it real quick. Uh, Just so everyone knows, I and my family are moving to Copenhagen in March. It's part of a little two-year journey uh, following my wife and her awesome archaeology job to the uh, University of Copenhagen. So I am sitting in bed because my house is completely empty, except for this bed. (laughs) So uh, otherwise I'd be sitting and you'd hear echoes like a cave. So Yeah, he likes to say that that's why he's sitting in bed without pants on recording. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say that's why I didn't have pants on. That's just routine. Oh. I'm sitting in bed recording, holding this microphone, <laughs> because uh, it sounds like literally the bat cave out there. This is guerrilla podcasting. You're like uh, you're like an overseas yeah. reporter in the war zone. I kind of am. It's, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty thrilling right now. Holding a blue snowball. Just I am. Centimeters so close to my mouth. mouth. <laughs> Seriously, I hope you... <laughs> silence when i'm not talking because i may lick it it's just right there uh, um, whatever you do <laughs> with your ball during recording is your own business yeah but it was so funny like i worked from home yesterday and i was on conference calls and everyone's like dan where are you and i was like i'm at home and they're like why is your voice echoing i was like oh my home is empty. <laughs> yeah, throw a blanket over your head or something. Uh, I, I think I gave all my blankets to Goodwill. <laughs> so, like, you just you don't have any blankets on your bed? You're not, like... Well, I have, it's, but they're it's like... It's just like a bed with no blankets and, and a microphone and a laptop, and that's what Dan has. They're heavy duvets, so for that to sit on my head for a long period of time might kind of weigh negatively on my shoulders and neck. You need to like make a little fort, like like I do. do that. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna do everything in bed now. Currently, the, the only difference month. between you and a homeless man is the fact that you have a microphone. I also have my giant TV and my PlayStation Four. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. Living the bachelor just... life. I am totally living the bachelor life, as Elsa and Tristan have already shipped off to uh, start life anew without me, and I will join them. Yeah, it's really Elsa and Tristan moved away and Dan will follow. Yeah, I'm cool with that too. Like a romantic comedy. Yeah. Is I'll it probably like have a to, romantic comedy? I, yeah, we'll probably meet at the top of some building and kind of like, oh my God. I, I remember you. you. Yeah, who remember those you? times we used to have with our son? Yeah, it'd be like one of those. What was that movie where like the guy had amnesia and Sandra Bullock was like, <gasps> Are you hey. Keanu Reeves? Uh, what was oh, wait, that? no, that was like days they or were something time like traveling. That? Like, that's different. No, I think it was Keanu, wasn't it? Was it I called? don't know like, what you're talking about. Pretty sure Lake House is time travel. I don't know, but rom-coms are cool as long like as Ryan Reynolds is in them. 
Wow, guys. Yeah, I'm the right. real got a man on this podcast. More importantly, we can't answer your question. We have no idea how Dan moving will impact the show, but we have no intention of having it negatively impact. I think that... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we have no intention of having of having the show ever again. Uh, no, I think that, that what it really means is that either Tiff and I or Dan, one of these two groups, are going to have to record at a very uncomfortable time of day. It'll be me. So I'm fine with that. He'll I mean, still not be really, because we record in the morning. So like 10 o'clock is like 3 or 4 o'clock, depending on the time of year. So Okay. That horrible. actually works out better, I think. Uh, I mean, it's like right in the middle of my day, but I can make it work. Oh, sorry, uh, Elsa. I need to leave these beautiful European countrysides to go back home and record a podcast. Uh, yeah, Denmark is like the flattest place on earth, so I don't know how beautiful the countrysides are, but Copenhagen's amazing. Ohio's flat. Ohio is. You're going not to the Ohio of cool. Europe. Oh, no. Oh, God. That's where my fa- my family originates from Denmark. You're going you're going to the motherland. That's why well, they went to Ohio. Then you it have to come visit. Sense. Then you can come visit, and we can go around and like draw your family tree. Oh, uh, I want to do that. Yeah. I think there's a lake called Bonson. Lake, lake Tiffany. Somewhere. <laughs> no. Lake Bonson. There could be. I feel like there. I th- I I feel like I read that at some point twenty years ago. But I, I, I could just be wrong. I'll look it up. And when you come visit, we'll go there and fish. <laughs> Do you go to Lake Monson and you sit on the beach? Will you hear the waves crash and the sound of Tiff sighing when we make fun of her for not playing games? Pretty much. <sighs> the rolling sighs of Tiff. If you hold a shell up to your ear, you'll just hear Tiff. <laughs> <sighs> That's me. Uh, yeah. But no, seriously, I have a third bedroom, so come visit. How much does it cost to travel to Copenhagen? Not much at all. I just booked my ticket today. What's not much at all in Dan terms? A couple hundred bucks, actually. Shut up. I'm no, it's not. I'm not going to shut up. You asked me the question. How am I supposed to shut up? Oh, I'm getting a passport immediately. You should have one anyways, just so in case one day you want to leave Ohio. That's never going to happen. It's the yeah. heart of it all, Dan. Tiff no, having a passport would be too adventurous. <laughs> just having it. She'd look at it and be like, I can't handle the pressure. <laughs> That's yeah, right. But it, it could fill one of your other cargo pockets. So That is true. <laughs> no, no, you, no. Could, you can be like, like full utility and practical as well as cultured. Oh, all in okay. one. Oh, I'll, like, I'll do my best. Just think okay. of it at, like you're Jason Bourne and you're like a badass. Yeah. I'm not a badass. Well, I, I know see. that I'm. Not, I've accepted my lack of badassness. When you wake up in the morning and you put those cargo pants on, you don't feel cool. No, I just. I just feel badassery. I feel so practical when I put them on. It, it's a good feeling. It's like a warm feeling. It is practicality. Mm. I feel like we yeah. approach cargo pants very differently, Tiff. But that's okay. You put them on, and you're just like you have that spy music going. Like you're 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 getting pumped up when yeah, you put I'm on feeling the cargo it. pants. I got a couple passports. I got t- three different <laughs> denominations of foreign money. Wow. I got a gun. That's different. I mean, I have a gun too, but I don't have a passport. I don't really have a gun now. I'm uncomfortable because because you can't take a gun to Copenhagen. Would be my guess. Probably not. There's no crime this in Copenhagen. This is like the home of the Vikings and stuff. They don't need guns. They'll just spear your ass. Stone you and then play cube with your bones. Well, 
now that we covered that. Hey, he brought it back to games, kind of. <laughs> we didn't let me finish before. I was trying to link Ryan Reynolds to board games as well, because it was just announced that he's redoing a Clue movie. Oh, God, they're redoing Clue? But I love Clue. I love it as well. Why is Ryan Reynolds doing it? It doesn't matter. He is amazing, and I love Ryan Reynolds, so he can do whatever he wants. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine like a rated R version of Clue, like Deadpoolish? I was gonna say like he did Deadpool, and the reins were taken off, and now he's just like, I'm just gonna do whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, he's got he's got a license to create. There are no rules in Ryan Reynolds' world. Mm-mm. Can it you believe be he got liberating. past that Green Lantern movie? Man, nobody remembers that. That's because no one watched that. I'm just saying, like, no one's holding that against him. He redeemed himself in Definitely Maybe and The Proposal. I don't know what either. Yeah, I don't either. Both pretty funny (laughs) rom-coms. Do you think it would be fair to say that Ryan Reynolds is a unique or innovative guy? I would. Well, that's great, because that happens to be our first category today. He's so dreamy, too. Damn it, Dan. I I had transitioned... It was a beautiful segue. And you brought us back. We That's actually cool. segued twice. We you segued from from away from the segue twice, Dan. By talking about how dreamy he is. I'm here to cause chaos. I'm not here to do anything else. And productive. crush aside, let's talk about the games that we found most inspirational this year. The games that were most unique or innovative last year, we felt that vast while full of pitfalls was super unique and innovative and i think that that was well deserved this year we can talk about near and far unlock merlin viral meeple circus how do i say this dan gents gents Gents? genties hello gents (laughs) drop mix exit seventh continent flam rouge seikatsu photosynthesis spirit island noria and magic maze i'm not sure how some of these made the list i'm not sure either i don't know that merlin is merlin unique or innovative no not at all i mean i don't know it's got that rondelle so do 40 other games Mm, never heard of it before i played merlin what's a rondelle It it was not inspirational to me good game but it was just your typical it felt Collect about resources, right. throw down a card that says you collected those resources, score a couple of points. Bye, and Merlin. Nothing, nothing all that innovative in it, but a solid game. Now, I have no experience with Seikatsu or Noria. Noria is really cool because of the, the wheel mechanic that's in there, where like you're building this wheel out with different action discs and then, you know turning it and there's three levels to it and you're turning it and the position of the wheel you know dictates what actions you can take so it's this really cool little like puzzle game in itself um which is neat um seikatsu for me is is unique and cool because it takes and similar to photos photosynthesis actually they take the kind of the the perspective angle so how you are observing the board from where you sit is either how you score or gain resources or something like that. So it's kind of a, a neat little kind of extra dimension um, to the the kind of the experience. And it's different for everyone simply just by where you're sitting. Almost kind of like uh, lanterns in that way. Yeah, okay. I dig that. Do we think that that is 
more unique than something like something like viral stands out as maybe like it had a unique theme but did you find it a particularly innovative but i don't no i mean when it comes down to it it's just kind of action selection and uh area control yeah so outside of its theme yeah i would say it didn't really do anything all that new just did it in kind of a new way yeah we have both of the escape room games on here. I was thinking about that. Which one was published first? Because the other one needs to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Exit came first. You know, uh, if we don't fact check that, it's going to be a problem. I like Exit better. I like Exit better as well. I, I haven't played any of this, so the, let's go with that. The I, app is such a crutch for Unlock. Um, and I feel and like I just, in terms of innovation, like Exit is doing different things each time with how you manipulate materials and unlock is generally the same kind of thing it's more of a system yeah every time and the the puzzles are different but it just requires some like the number system is all the same you're doing the same stuff whereas like two exit games like one time i'm chopping up the rule book and another time i'm pulling out an insert to look underneath kind of thing like it's it's all over the place exit's great so Bye-bye, Unlock. Bye, Unlock. <laughs> I don't have let's any... Get, go ahead. Let's, I don't have any experience with Near Far, but... It had the it's book probably thing. just like you turn every the other game he does. And you find a glow s- Oh, I was going to say, like, how unique can it be? It's not, since it's, like, I mean, ba- it's kind of based off of above and below, so... It has the, like, the, the storybook that you turn and play within. I like that. Like that's, cool. that's kind of cool, but... Is that more like a mechanic slash element of the game as opposed to like something super inspirational from a design standpoint? I mean, I think it's pretty clever, this idea that like you could sell. Like, I, I think people could riff off that where you, this new line of like yeah, you're not wrong. book-based based games where yeah, you're no, like no. turning I mean, pages. I mean, okay. we, we've talked about it in the, in the co-op design. Like, yeah. I thought that was a really neat idea. It gives you like different environments, so... I, th- I think it's cool. Yeah, but I, f- yeah, I guess it's cool. It's good I know thinking. why you don't want, like, you just don't like those games. You don't like Red Raven, and I don't really yeah. either. So I get that. But it is, I think it's pretty unique. I think uh, of all these, I think Drop Mix is uh, is my winner. I hadn't like, mentioned like, it, but Drop Mix has got to be up there. That thing's pretty awesome. Like even just the technology involved, like of putting like a stack of cards on a thing. It reads it, mixes it, and lets you do different things with it. Like, there's not much of a game there at all, but man, from an experience it's standpoint and an innovation unique. standpoint, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely think the drop mix sticks around for a good long time, if not makes the end list. Uh, I think Flam Rouge is fine, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't call it super unique. I mean, it's just at the base, it's a it's a really streamlined, fun racing game, like. That's been done. I like what it does, but it does. It's it's pretty close to Snow Tails and things like that. Like it's got some it's very close to Snow Tails. So I get yeah. that. I do think it's just a very fun game, though. So, I Tiff, you've got a lot of exposure to Magic Maze. Yep, it's all the kids I sure do. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Like I mean, I have a group that wants to play it every week. It hasn't left school, <laughs> so it's been there for a while. And and like now, I have a group that r- is working its way through every like step of the rule book so do we feel like it's like it's unique or is it more just uh like an escape 
the curse of the temple like it's just using a familiar formula that happens to be very good like that's how i feel about it that it happens to be very good i mean you don't talk and that's different yeah for sure god i I hate those games where you can't talk drives me nuts (laughs) Well, like my core being we appreciate the games like that i can i can understand that um i have i have two kids actually that i had to ban from the game because they get too frustrated by not being able to talk no tears in the magic maze tiff i love them they just they they can't handle that particular mechanism so you know we just moved on to something different but uh yeah i don't know as far as it like i mean it, it it does feel similar to escape curse of the temple doesn't it? I yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so, looking at I, a lot of these other games. I do think that it's unique, but it it's great game. Yeah. It's it's inspiring kids to play games, but it's not like an am- amazing Yeah, like new the unique thing design. in Magic Maze for me is the whole everyone gets a different direction. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of cool. And how they but, if you play the rule book far in enough you have to start rotating in the middle of the game oh my gosh but that whole tapping the thing that drives me nuts it's like all right i don't need we we actually my face it's a player thing tap that thing yeah we don't i don't let them use it anymore (laughs) how do they communicate they just smack each other they can they can tap their finger Uh, on the the, yeah the the thing is too loud and too aggressive they can tap their finger on everyone else's face Agreed. They just they they can tap a finger lightly, and if they get too aggressive, done. You're just you're give out. everyone a bell. <laughs> yes, a buzzer, a, a taboo buzzer, a something chime. that's much more pleasant. Yeah, a wind you're chime. Up. You can blow your wind chime if you have something to like say. Like a like a small gong or something. You know? Oh yeah, Maybe a little more soothing. <laughs> yes. Or one of those Tibetan singing bowls. Yeah. yeah. And and the, it like reverberates long enough that it has the same effect as tapping it forty times in a row. <laughs> it's just this prolonged like dong and by the last like mm, like they get the point yeah hopefully uh, someone's been oh. hammering their gong at me for the last three minutes <laughs> that's what would end up happening dan we uh would, we, we play, would break a gong oh, t- <laughs> take away timmy's gong damn it <laughs> <laughs> great there's no red pawns and no gongs allowed anymore uh Dan, we played Gentis uh, one time before you probably sold it for $1,000. Do you feel? I don't know that it was all that. I did, and look how vindicated I am because I just got the deluxified version for half of what I sold it for. Is it on Kickstarter now? (laughs) It is. From our lovely sponsor, Tasty Minstrel Games? Yep. Yep. So innovative though, like I mean, it's it's a good game, but in terms the time of time mechanic is really cool. But again, from from a game standpoint, does it's it not stand out? Hugely inspirational. Yeah. I'd put it as one of the one of my favorite, one of my more favorite mechanics, um, that time thing. But overall, the package is just standard Euro contract fulfillment yeah. kind of thing. What about Meeple Circus? We all love Meeple Circus. Yeah, Meeple Circus is awesome. But how innovative is it? It is just a stacking game. It is, but it's like uniquely shaped stacks. It's trying to, it's pattern building within the stacking. It's timed. It's got the, the, uh, like the the little ticks. I don't know what you'd call them. Like where you have like the, either the, oh man, 
I'm at a loss for words. The what? This is what happens when I record after work. Like the the round C in the third round where you get the little like you must clap in between every like Oh, those weird placement. rules they're like add like a physical yeah. element. Yeah, like you have to say silly, ta-da every time you stack someone or Yeah. That's not I mean it's not hugely innovative. You have to run your animals that. around the ring before you stack them. Yeah. For me it's just the the different shaped uh meeples and then the kind of the, the continuous pattern building and trying to like improve upon your last build that's really fun for me yeah innovative i don't know but definitely unique yeah it, it uh, riffs on stacking like, in a fun way yeah i guess most stacking games do have different shapes so it's not even that unique so you can take that one off it's good though like it's definitely it's my favorite dexterity like i'll put it for that category when yeah. we talk about that like that's my favorite dexterity game of the year I think that Seventh Continent is kind of revolutionary. Like, I don't think anybody's ever going to do what Seventh Continent has done because that one, they've done it well, and two, they've done it to such a magnitude that I don't think it's worth trying to replicate. Like, I think they just kind of blew the doors off of the choose your own adventure, like solo style game. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely uh quite an achievement. Um, from that standpoint, it's it's hugely inspirational. Um, but it's also hugely depressing because. How the hell do you have that much time on your hands to do yeah, that? Yeah, it's like it's like a lifelong thing. You just keep it and like chip but, away at it when you can, I guess. I don't know. Like it Talk or, about Man, talk about a gamble that paid off though. This dude probably put hours and hours of his life in and he's made millions on this thing, which is, you know, good for him. That's a pretty awesome story. Put a lot of work in, yeah. And they're still going. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll be making more. I just don't know that anybody... I think it stays on. I think it stays on. So if we're going to like whittle this down, I think Spirit Island gets kicked out for me. I know, I'm bummed. It's, it's card play. It's co-op. Like, there's nothing... It's a great game. But eh, I don't think it's all that innovative. Kel and I played recently, and we had the worst combination of spirits and got our butts kicked. It was a bummer. Yeah, but, but at least it's over quick. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got the experience with photosynthesis. I know you didn't really like the game because it was kind of mean, but it does have that really cool, like perspective tree thing. It's a very unique game. Um, in both it's kind of presentation and it's mechanics. I think if I'm going like for uniqueness slash innovative, I'd give that the slight edge over Sakatsu. Yeah. From a game standpoint, I like Sakatsu better though. Um, but that's not what this category is. So Correct. that's my vote. Tiff hearing a little bit about each of these games, do any of them stand out as keepers or cuts? Tiff's watched photosynthesis be played. Yeah, I watched. I, she didn't I, want to play. She just watched. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I feel like ultimately, I feel confused. I'm cl- conflicted, okay? She's I'm conflicted. conflicted. I'm like, I think the exit game is almost the one that for me like makes the most sense as it's like unique and innovative because like i think it it is (laughs) like out of all of these it's the one that stands stands out to me as like less like less of the mainstream thing that we're used to but at the same time it's also kind of like faddish gimmickish i mean the market is now flooded with them but to right. like if you think about it was inspirational though exactly like exit's kind of the reason that this all happened it's, it also comes in such a small package too like it packs so much punch in like the size 15 of 15 bucks or less yeah for that yeah i think i think i mean and it won i mean one kenner won. right kenner so yeah like it's, i mean i'm not saying it deserved kenner but it 
it deserved to be recognized in some way. Uh, so, if I'm going to narrow down from these, I'm going drop mix. Um, well, and you both agree on that one. I I haven't played it, and I honestly know nothing about it. So I just think it's it's too unique. Like it's it's a smart. I mean, it's the harmonics people who made like Rock Band and things like that, and it's it's exactly what you would expect as a board game. Like if you said these Rock Band people are going to make or the guitar hero people are going to make a board game, you'd, this is what it would be. You basically like play cards from your hand onto this little platform that has slots. And but it's it crazy how app, it works. And it r- somehow reads the cards and the combination of cards on that platform, it mixes those. It's actually got real songs and it mixes all those songs into a, a, a mix, a drop mix. So, so you might have like the bass line from a punk rock song and the vocals from a pop song and the uh, another instrumental from a christian rock song and it like blends them all together i feel like this is something i should own but you probably should like this would be a crazy uh board game club game or even just for you being a music aficionado well and pretty much every yeah just about every board game club kid is knows about board game club because they're a musician yeah, so. I mean, it's... Yeah, and it's not really much of a game, so it's... No. Not to say your kids are, are uh, you know, below playing a real game, but I'm just saying, like... Don't insult my kids, Dan. It's no, but I'm just saying heavy. it's more of an experience thing, which they yeah, can gotcha. all kind of get around and just have fun with and just throw cards down randomly and see how they come out and what mixes they make. Yeah. And you can, you can save the mixes, too, so they can save them, they can alter pitch and all that kind of stuff in the app and all right you've convinced it. me it's expensive one... though tiff wait for a sale yeah oh listen it's i'm not buying dollars, but I'm... Oh on sale it's God. been down to 50 yeah so it drops to half price fairly regularly free, fairly regularly actually in I, i've considered times. picking it up every time but i don't i'll wait till everybody else gets sick of it yeah <laughs> it's my plan yeah and it has like expansion packs where you can buy new songs yeah get new card packs like that, so you can stuff. constantly be refreshing like their actual songs, so it's cool. It's pretty clever, and the technology is well, pretty wild. It sounds like it's deserving. So yeah, that's... I'm giving it to Drop Mix. To be honest, I think it's super cool. I don't know. I Norio and Sakatsu and Photosynthesis would probably be cuts for me. I'm okay with that. Like I, I think that they're all cool. I think we've talked about how they fit in this category, but in terms of like, I would vote Drop Mix Exit Seventh Continent. I would come down to Drop Mix Exit Seventh Continent as well. I think, even though Seventh Continent, yeah, I think it's got enough for me. It's pretty cool. It's yeah, it's pre- even if you don't like the gameplay necessarily. Like I think that what it has done is kind of wild. It's innovative. It's very. Yeah. It's cool. So so yeah, those are my three, and then I give it to Drop Mix personally. I could Tiff. Do you feel okay with that? I think I could roll with that. Yeah. It seems pretty innovative. Sure. All right. Let's do it. Drop Mix. Exit in Seventh Continent with Drop Mix being the most unique or innovative game of 2017. We did it. Our next category comes with a caveat, or at least like a (laughs) statement. It is the biggest burnout award, the most disappointing game that we played. So one, this is a very, I mean, they're all opinionated categories, but this is tends to garner the most heat. Uh, we have all at least one of us if not more of us have played all of these games on this list so there are no games that we haven't played so we're not going on hearsay or hype or I'm anything pretty, like that so we've I'm played sure all we've these. discussed all of these on the podcast at some point in the year yeah too. i'm pretty sure from what i see i think so so 
Uh, these are just games that didn't didn't live up to it. And this doesn't have to. This doesn't mean they're a bad game, but in terms of expectation versus payout, kind of the biggest gap, I guess, is how I would math it. Like what let you down the most? So, Codenames Duet, Century Spice Road, Photosynthesis, King Domino, Fox in the Forest, Ex Libris, Unearth, Lovecraft Letter. Sentient, Alien Artifacts, Planetarium, Professor Evil, Scott Pilgrim, Precious Little Card Game, Masters of Orion, Stop Thief, and Starving Artists. Oh, and Raxon. Yeah, for me, I think I think Codename's Duet has to come off, because in, in my opinion, that I mean, you guys can disagree, but that's my favorite version of Codenames, I believe. I really just like the slight twist on the, you don't, you know some of what the other team has, but you don't know what you have. The ability to play co-op is fun. Um, I, I, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was good. I'm fine with taking it off. Yeah, that doesn't... Uh, you know, I'm looking at this list, and I have my sights on a few games. Oh, boy. Codenames Duet is not one of them. I'm happy to take that off. I didn't know if you, Dan in particular, just because you rag on it every now and then. Like, I didn't know if you... I only rag on Codenames. Uh, Codenames is probably one of my favorite games of all time, to be honest with you. But I rag on it because it just... It's all (laughs) we talk about. It's not we, but like everyone. It's just... It's one of those things. It's becoming... It's becoming that like love letter syndrome where it's just like everything you can slap into it, you're going to slap into it. So... But, uh, I mean, base code names, phenomenal. That game's genius. To uh, Also, to give some context, last year we gave this award to Dreamwell. Oh, that game sucked. Poor Dreamwell. Uh, have you played Stop Thief since we played it incorrectly, Dan? Uh, no, I don't think so. So I don't think that that can stay. No, I would agree. That probably has to go off. And I think that knowing what I know about that game now, it's probably not that disappointing, although I don't know that it's my style of game. Yeah. But it probably, it sounds like it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I'm okay with taking We that played off. a that very was, bad I don't know why I put that on there, to be honest with you. That was, uh, that was an oversight on my part. Yeah. Uh, looking through. So I don't know. Oh, do you guys, Tiff, you kind of came around on Unearth. I think Unearth is okay. I don't I don't think it's the most disappointing game. Now, I'll caveat everything with I haven't played a ton of new games this year. So, yeah. I mean, it's, okay. it's definitely up there in a disappointing game. But I was more upset with Ex Libris. I, you know, I don't know. That's how I feel That's about fine. it. Or Dan, did sentient, you feel like maybe? even when you didn't like Unearth that it was disappointing? Or was it just like, oh, yep, I thought this wasn't going to be fun and it was bad? No, if you're talking like biggest gap from like expectations that like i had no expectations for unearth it sounded boring yeah when reading the rules and so i just kind of went along with it wasn't much to it yeah i had read there wasn't much to it so i kind of i went into it just to you know goof off and have fun with tiff and joe mm-hmm. okay so i maybe unearth doesn't stay i yeah. i, I i'd also say i don't need to keep it i'd also say professor evil has to come up i was gonna list, say the tiff same and I thing both like that game i know yeah. Game we've had up. extensive debate on that game, and I still think it's a. I think it's I a like solid it. game. Solid game. We had a very long Take debate about that game, and I still stand by a lot of how I feel about it. But I, this is a Listen, group decision. You can feel however you want to feel. But I find wrong. Professor Evil very dissatisfying. <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I uh, had zero. Ten out of twelve middle schoolers say yep. it's great. Ten out of twelve. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, who can argue with that? 
<laughs> uh, I had zero expectations for Lovecraft Letter to be any good. It's not very good, but it doesn't disappoint. Oh, it just isn't great. I, I didn't even know that was a game. AEG sent it to us, and we played it a whole bunch, and it's not very good. You play. What's up? The best you, love letter is still you Batman played love Lovecraft. Letter. Yeah, well, Batman love letters. You, it's going to be hard to top. Yeah, that, I but. played it with Ben and Cal, and it just doesn't. It doesn't have. What are the differences? Like, what's it the has, big, What's the uh, shtick? It's got double sided, or like it's got two of each version. It's got a Cthulhu version, like an insane and a non insane version of each card. There's a mechanic where you can go insane. Uh, but basically, like, it doubles the number of cards, which means it doubles the number of powers, which means that it gets rid of the elegance of Love Letter. Like, you really just want the beauty of 16-card Love Letter. There's something yes. great about that. So, it just... Agreed. Yeah. It that's why I like hard. Batman. It just adds that one little twist. Yeah. Um, it did come with nice poker chips and sleeves, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's not... It's, it... <laughs> oh. I saw it in the store, and I was like, ooh, Hello. Lovecraft. Letter. I may have let Ben keep it, but if I have it around here, I'll send it to you. Tiff. I can try it out with the kids. Yeah, it, it's it's not know. terrible, but it's like again, it's not the elegant love letter. It's not Batman, and it's not original. Although the kids don't appreciate love letter the way adults do. Like they don't they don't <sighs> give a crap good. about elegance. Let me just so tell good. you that. Um, what else? I I'd take off Fox in the Forest. I think it's a fine game. I think you know if you want to play two player. Trick takers. The thing for me with that game is like I have no desire to play a two-player trick-taking game. I'd rather sit around and chuck cards with more than two people. So, yeah. like I, I went into it thinking, okay, let's see how they do it. The way they do it is fine. Like the score mechanism is kind of uh, interesting to keep a two-player trick-taking game engaging. But I don't know. I just, yeah. It's fine, I, I but it, I wouldn't say it's most disappointing at all. Okay. Same with photosynthesis. I, I don't think. That's an overly disappointing game. I had huge hopes for it. I just don't think it's my style of game. Like I think it as a game, it's 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 fine. The hype was super strong with that one, which and that's, makes and that's it feel so more disappointing. Yeah, I guess. Well, but and do I you mean, think that they're like people might people out there legitimately like that style yeah, of play? Yeah, people out there really like that game, and yeah. that's and I can see why. Like it's got a really unique kind of set of mechanics. It's uh. It's a pretty simple game. Um, it's just a little mean. That's all. Is it just me or like I'm looking at these games on this list and at least the ones that I've played, like none of them meet the crap level of Dreamwell. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I, ha- I, have I haven't thoughts. played Raxon or Scott Pil- Pilgrim, but like think- the rest of them seem like they were just okay games. Well, and that's why it it's disappointing. Level. Not bad. I think it speaks to our kind of our, our level of kind of uh, intimacy with the hobby, I guess you would say, in that we're like, I've been able to like fine tune my tastes to where if I'm playing a game, I have an interest in it and I've done some research on it possibly and it's probably not going to be horrible if I'm going to oh, sit yeah. down and, and spend my time with it. So there at least somewhat, there's some hook for me at least with the games i played this year and i was very i didn't play as much probably as i did in 2016 but i think i was more kind of specific in what i was trying to play so maybe that kind of just speaks to how our tastes have evolved and we're not just 
backing everything on Kickstarter and trying everything that hits the game store. I mean, I, I bought very few games this year, comparatively speaking. And I think, again, it just kind of talks to how we've kind of honed our tastes. Maybe that's just me kind of waxing and poetic, but yeah, but <laughs> I think maybe that's why like the, the level of games we're playing is not what it was like three years ago when we were trying to play everything. I, I think I agree. Oh, with that's that. definitely true. When you look at this list, we've got a list of actually like, some of these games will end up on people's top 10 lists. Like people yeah. love some of these games. So this is not about them being bad. This is about, did yeah. they live up to expectation? And you know, some of these games, in my opinion, might be bad, but uh, like I'm about to say, like Century Spice Road, I know that you got, I know Dan, you really don't particularly care for that game. Not a bad game, a boring game. Yes. But I don't think that like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it but when you no, look at it and you, design. when you it's stack it up, it's like, okay, it was disappointing because it really didn't, it didn't have the punch as some of the other games that have come before it or some of the other games that came out this year. So it just doesn't have any lasting appeal. Yeah. And, but it's, it's good. And I, to, I've spoken on the podcast about how I like it with two players with Cal, like we can play it in 20 minutes and it's just a quick combo builder. But so it's on this list because it's not. It just isn't satisfying, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it, especially if you like this style of game. Like, you might really like this game. It's the same people who may or may not like, uh, whatchamacallit, with the poker chips. Splendor. Splendor. Like, people love Splendor, but some people don't like Splendor. It, it's not that... I don't think Splendor's a bad game. It's just not an exciting game. But if Agreed. you really like streamlined combo building, Century Spice Road has something for you. Mm-hmm. Particularly if you got the Gollum edition, which they said they weren't going to release and then did. Oh, it looks so much better. Jerks. <laughs> does it? I don't know. It does. I, I like I those don't... gems. The chunky yeah. gems. Oh, I like the gems too, but I don't know that I agree that overall it looks better. I don't know. I like the, the cartoony mm. nature as opposed to the very stoic. I'm into stoic. Spice trading. Nah. So I'm looking at this list. I took Sensory see... Spice Road off, by the way, because I don't think it's that That's bad. fine. I see three games on here where i could not wait for the game to be over so that that to me says something more right. so so king domino eh, king domino okay. is very simplistic and very, it's very simplistic it's it hits its target market probably perfectly i find That's it boring on play i find it to be a bit boring but i can see its appeal it does have some you know, if you like doing that kind of puzzly piece things together, I think there's better games, but maybe not games that are as simplistic as King Domino for that kind of family weightish, younger kid kind of feel. So, yeah. But it, to be honest, I mean, going into it, Matt, were you expecting a mind blowing experience from a. a I mean, a, it, it won Spudish Yaris, and there have been some Spudish Yaris winners in the past that are a little bit more interesting and meaty. So I, I might have expected a little bit more than just like, oh, I take eight turns or whatever of domino placement and then the game's over. But no, I, I don't think that it was, again, it, it wasn't offensive and the gap between expectation and play was they, not so big. I think they finally just said, you know what? This Cathala guy deserves this award for one of <laughs> the give millions something. of his games. Like, Let's give him this one because it's a good game and it fits its audience and it's, you know, what I mean. Because the, the poor guy, I mean, he's had some great games, but they never seem to, to hit on the awards. So, 
yeah, I, I take it off. You know, I don't I don't think it's that bad. Um, I think that the most problematic thing about Sentient is the price, but I think the game is actually like I really I really like the game, but agreed. I like the game with less players. Yeah, um, I just wish it was speedier, more kind of yeah, and the price is just ridiculous. But I mean, most games nowadays are getting a bit ridiculous price wise. So. Yeah. Gameplay, fine. I think the art was the biggest disappointment in Sentient. Uh, I mean, and that factors in to some extent because it really puts on a front and then does not deliver at all when you open the box. Well, all of Renegade's boxes look phenomenal. And then you get into the pieces and you if you really look into the art, like in Sentient, it's the same art on every card yeah. in the five different factions. Um, and it's not the great dice art. are amazing. Yeah, the art's very It'd be one thing if you had generic. five great assets. Like if they all looked like the box cover, that'd be a thing. But they don't. Yep. No, they look like just kind of generic sci-fi clip art. Yeah. Um, and that that's my thing with Renegade. Like, they, they catch you, and they're, God, they're so good at marketing. Like, that company is amazing at marketing. And then, you know, you get into the box a little deeper, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm all right with this. Like, you know, so the next one was Ex Libris. Like, love the art in Ex Libris, right? But, man, did they mess up on that graphic design. <laughs> like, good. Not you can't even read those cards. Oh my god. And that just that completely took me out. Number one, like the amount of text on those cards and then the fact that I couldn't read it. Like completely took me out of any immersion or kind of enjoyment of that game. You couldn't read and it, I, you couldn't remember it. Like it's like I gotta reread this card every turn. Yeah. It, it got to the point where I didn't want to and I just kept taking my own tableau actions because I was just like, alright, I just want this to be done with. But I, I think there's a really good nugget of a game in there, but I can't I couldn't overlook it. Yeah, but the, you can't access design. it. Yeah. It's just one of those you have to put the commitment in to like memorize the cards and understand them when they come out kind of thing, and I just didn't want to. I think Tiff, you were the same feeling, right? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry for the delay. I had my mic turned down because I was do- I was clicking, but yeah, no, I feel the exact same way. Like I don't, I don't know. This is I I I don't like this category t- this time around. Like last year, it felt so much more obvious, and these I like. I feel bad for these games. It this yeah, is they're not bad. Not, like, I know, but this, <laughs> we have to be disappointed by something. Like there are games out there that I'm we don't play. Do we have? Planetarium, Scott Pilgrim, and Starving Artists, or Raxon, or Masters of Orion. Are those <laughs> next five? We're all just. When is this over? I think Alien Artifacts is fine. Like it's not yeah. the greatest game since sliced bread, but I think that the play is interesting and it's quick enough. Yeah, yeah I, it's okay. It's not great. No, it's a it's a firm meh. <laughs> yeah, it's one of uh, what you call it's better games, portals, better rule books. <laughs> yeah, that bar is kind of low these days. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Ex Libris comes off. That's a good game. Like I think uh, there's a good game there. It was not fun. True. I, I don't know. Yeah, and that's true. the thing is like it's it's one thing to look at a design and say like I can see what's going on. This is good for Adam McIver, and then it's another thing to be like I don't want to play your fun your good game because it's not. I fun. Think, yeah. I saw it through to the end without wanting to commit seppuku. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, and I, there are things about it that I do appreciate. Uh, ultimately, the overall product, probably not the most fun game, and I wouldn't, like, reach for it unless... But if someone wanted to play it and they were pumped about it, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. 
And maybe you know? just take out the wordy ones. <laughs> I don't know. Let me hear about some of these other games because I well, think the next thing, universe like... is... See, I can't comment on like, uh, any I of the from rest Dan. of these. So Planetarium okay. is not Planetarium a great Planetarium Scott Pilgrim. I'm not going to lie. I and Whether right or wrong, I was actually angry you made me play those afterwards. Because I was like, they were such a waste of time. I agree with they Scott were... Pilgrim. And Planetarium with 3 was bad. Planetarium with 2 is so fine, but it's still not that interesting. Well, we played it with 4. Or four, whatever we played it with. It, and it's, I just, it's like tolerable I at two and it goes quick. And then the decisions are meh at best. And the art is so nice and the game is boring. Yeah, presentation-wise, Planetarium, fine. Looks okay, awesome, was, man. I want to make some planets. It looks great. It and then cool. it's like, bleh. Yeah, the gameplay was just, oh, God. But I like literally, I was like physically mad that I had to play those two games. I... So I, I want to hear about the other three on the end of the list, but Planetarium is definitely sticking around for a second. Scott P is probably my winner at the moment because I am so disappointed by that game. But I was going to say, you are like, I can see the tears on your webcam that you're wiping away at the it's thought so of Scott Pilgrim. Bad. That was your number one game for Gen Con. Like, that it's was your most anticipated bad. game. It's not so a Masters good game. Masters of Orion... I, I was disappointed only because I'm such a huge fan of the video game series. I don't know why I had any expectations that a board game would be able to capture the magic of Masters of Orion, the the video game. Yeah. So I think that was my, like, where I disengaged. You were the only person excited for Masters of Orion, the board game. No, uh, Kirkman and and Kopak and all of us were super pumped because we're all big fans. We, like, made a point to sit down in Origins and play it. And the gameplay was fine. And I, I think you know if it was given the chance, it could it could come out as like a a, a mediocre style tableau builder, um, or engine builder. Um, I think there was some nuggets in it, but again, my my disappointment came mostly just from trying to compare it to the video game, which is probably not fair to the board game. Can we say this? I feel confident in this assessment. Most important, like disappointing genre in general, any board game based on a video game, <laughs> except for Civ for me but yes i would probably agree with that nine times out of ten i do want to try the super hot card game i don't know yeah probably because that's the same with like movies based off of video games just don't just the don't masters of orion do for me can come off this list what are you talking about doom with the rock oh jeez <laughs> that is are you excited for rampage with the rock uh, no, no or should we call it terror that came to people city <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh does he play a dinosaur? What is he? I, I haven't. I like. I did, yeah. You there's can a tell there's how out dinosaur. Of it Does he play a dinosaur? <laughs> the Rock is not. Do you the dinosaur, smell but. what the herbivore is cooking. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I I would watch it if you played a dinosaur. Just saying. <laughs> I love The Rock. He's probably my second man crush. I do love The Rock. The guy does no wrong. It's like, oh hey. Can he not do anything? So far, no. so good with the, the rock. He's untouchable, yeah. man. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And people and will love him. He's super motivational. I hate him for that. Like, he's super, like, positive about everything. Yeah. God, I wish I could be that guy. Me too. I've met him, though. And You've met the life. rock? I have met the rock. Oh. I never told you the story about how I met him in Hong Kong in the elevator. Tim's no. going to need a change of cargo pants. Oh man! So I'll t- I'll let me I'll segue just for Tiff's purposes. So I'm in I'm in Hong Kong for work. I'm staying at the Four Seasons, and um, this was right around the time I guess it was Be Cool came out, 
which was the sequel to Get Shorty. Yeah. Um, and, oh, what did I say? Uh, no, I don't know if it was Be Cool. I think Be Cool is what I told him, actually. Uh, anyways, so I'm in the elevator with my coworker, and I'm just standing there, and she, like, kind of, like... I see this. Uh, I see this very attractive woman in the opposite end of the elevator. I'm like, okay. Um, How big is this elevator? See, the way you describe it, like, it's, <laughs> well, it was a large elevator. To be I see this you. woman. From Listen, it the was hall. the Four Seasons. This it was very seasons. classy. Okay. okay, this is this is pimping at its best. And uh, I see my coworker's eyes kind of light up a little bit, and I look like in her general direction, and I'm I'm not even joking. I'm standing next to the rock, and I didn't even realize it. Right. So I turn to him. And I'm like. Whoa! And he just—he he looks at me. How do you not goes, notice the rock? I mean, like my spidey senses tingle because when, when I got Richard Wanius the... is within a mile of me. How, how do you, you not, not notice the rock? Cooking, Dan. Seriously, oh, I, I'm disappointed. I smelled what he was wearing. No, because when I got into the elevator, it was busy. And you oh, know how, okay. like, when an elevator clears, you kind of take a step back so you're not that guy in front of the door, and you know what I mean. So I had taken that step back and I turned and looked, and I'm like, whoa! And he just looks at me and smiles. He goes, "Hey, man." I was like, dude, I loved you and be cool. And he's like, he starts cracking up. He goes, thanks, man. And I was like, seen. Because <laughs> he does that in the movie. If you've seen be cool. Anyways. So. Um, I, the I, most I, obscure I Dwayne Johnson reference. Oh, it was super. I think that's why he laughed so hard. Because I was just like, I loved you and be cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was awesome. And I, I, we talked about something else before you got out. We were both going down, uh, to the ground floor, but yeah. And uh, not to mention like the dude towered over me. So like, as I kind of backed into the elevator, I kind of felt this looming presence. And that's kind of when I like looked at my coworker and kind of looked back. It was, I describe it as this, as if this was like a 20 minute ride down the elevator, but all of these, these are just the emotions I felt, um, within probably about a 30 second window of my life. But it was it very sounds memorable. amazing. Mm. It was awesome. The dude was massive, super friendly, smiley, like wasn't like one of those celebrities that kind of like stood down. He, you know, he chatted, he asked us why we were there, and like it was really it was cool. Um, was he I think, very I think my coworker actually in a got suit, a, or was he wearing a tiny yes. t shirt? Oh no, he was he was pimped in a in a, a gray suit, white shirt, no tie. Wow. Looked very, very super cash, but super chic. Did you accidentally intentionally bump into him to feel his muscles? No, I didn't have to. I could see them. Oh, I me stuck in an elevator with the rock. I would have such a hard time not touching. Tiff would have pulled the emergency alarm. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's you and me, Dwayne. <laughs> it no. was that would it be was wrong. kind of magical. Like we kind of followed him for a little while, hoping he would like invite us to wherever he was going. The story is evolving. <laughs> wow. Um, you st- so what you're really saying is you stalked Dwayne no, 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 no. Johnson. This was not around. like I followed him like down the street and had the cabbie say, follow that car. Like this was like the, the way the four seasons, the way Hong Kong works is like, um, if, if you've ever been there, like all it's so I've only populated. been to Ohio. Okay, that's fair. It's so like densely populated that like there's no real sidewalks. So they have skywalks that connect all the buildings and the hotels and everything. So you literally spend most of your time walking above the street. So when I say I'm like follow it, like we were going to dinner. And so like they just happened to be walking like in the same direction. And it was just, it was kind of, it was cool. But we were just like, we just met the rock. Oh, it was so exciting. That was, I guess that was probably like 2009, 2010. So, 
Wow. Pretty cool. Sorry, sidetracked us. Can we just end the show with that? I mean, I don't think we need to do any of the rest of this. The best game I played last year was listening to Dan's story. Mm. I mean, come on. Like, it was just so funny. My coworker at the end was just like, the best thing you could think of to start out that conversation was loved you and be cool. (laughs) I was like, he was so good at that movie. (laughs) I love it. I think that is, I think that's the perfect opening line for The Rock. Yeah. I would say loved you in Doom. He'd probably yeah. be pissed off. He'd be like, oh, don't talk about it. Don't yeah. hear that one often. Yeah. I was going to say, that's probably, like I said, that's I think that's why he was just cracking up. Because f- like, he probably doesn't get the, because Be Cool won like the Razzie for worst movie like of the year and all that stuff. Like, But I love that movie. I think it's phenomenal and super hilarious. <laughs> Man. To each their own. Thought. You were just a couple of years away from being on a Fast and Furious set, Dan. Yeah. Touch with stardom. I could have been the next Paul Walker. But then you might have ended up a starving artist. Now let's transition back in. Oh, God. Nice. Not a good good game. Another one I wanted just to be over. Like, mechanically, it just... Like, I wanted to like it so much because I love the concept of, like, the giant cards with the little squares where you could put the translucent cubes is like if you were painting that picture like uh, like thematically i liked the like the idea but man the execution in that action system i think we talked about it at length when i played it so i, I can't remember all Listen, of my gripes dan but. talked about it so at length that i i backed it and my copy came a little late and i never played it that's yeah, how because you that's heard how dan's bad. story so yeah, that's got that has to be up there maybe for biggest disappointment. If I was able to Dan convey my disappointment to the level that Tiff did not want to play it ever, and she paid money for yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's the tough one right there. And I mean, yeah. usually, like, yeah, you guys can say whatever about a game. Like that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to hate it. But yeah. y- you trashed this one so hard that I was like, yeah, I don't need to try it. All and right. I never I did. From, I just remember this one. I just rem- the one thing I remember that kind of sticks in my head is that I just felt like this one was undercooked. It was just one of those Kickstarter games that went like hotcakes, and maybe they probably should have developed it another month or two after the Kickstarter just to fine tune it. Um, it just it it, uh, it just was. There was a couple of actions that just didn't make sense to me. Given that but we've anyways. identified three really bad games, I'm going to take Ex Libris off. Because it's yeah, definitely yeah, no, not definitely. that bad. I do want to yeah. know, Dan, please explain to me one quick thing. How do you keep end up playing how do you keep ending up playing the Plat Hat Games zombie themed games? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you hanging out with? I was hanging out with our buddy Dan. It's uh, always it Dan. Dan yeah. It is. And this was in my this was in my kind of what, a couple months ago when I was big into like trying co ops. because um, I've been in a I want to design a co op game kind of mode um and this one i'm not i mean interesting marketing scheme where they kind of limited the copies and i wanted to just kind of see what all the buzz was about this black box and great marketing scheme very good but now do you ever do you hear anyone talking about that game now no because it literally was just that that little like quirky marketing scheme People thought it was kind of cool because of that. It but felt nobody exclusive. talks about that game. Yeah, nobody's talking about that game now that it's out in retail. But is it as bad? Uh, no, it's just super boring. And did you have any expectation? No, 
because it's a dead of winter themed game. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a turd. But I'll try it in the name of design. Good for you, Dan. Real method artist. I am. Get on in there. to be. Trying to be. I like to design in my not-so-comfort zone. So, Planetarium Scott Pilgrim Starving Artist, what do we give it to? Matt, did you play Starving Artist? I did not. Mm. I was smart enough not to play it or back it. Like, I feel like it has to be Starving Artist because... (laughs) I think because Tiff chimed in with her nugget. Yes, I agree. Scott Pilgrim is largely disappointing. It's very bad. It's not a good game, but I understand uh, that that's partly and due to my grab. fandom. Yeah, it's a cash grab. That 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 marks it down a notch for me too. Like I haven't played it, but like the idea of like you're gonna make this game for the fans, and yeah. it, it doesn't like scratch that itch for fans. Suckers. Yeah, exactly. Here we are. So and it had like a super unique mechanic that was just so disappointing in execution. Like when I listened yeah. to the rules. I remember that little button mashing mechanic. Such a good like, oh, idea. That could be cool. That could be really cool. And, and then we did it, it, and I was like, oh my god, that was not fun at all. The nice thing is that it's still on the table if you want to salvage it and make your own game. <laughs> yeah. Because it didn't true. take off, you can uh, you can cannibalize it. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting idea. It's a, seed, a nice seed for a mechanic. Let's make a Street Fighter game. Um, I'm between Scott Pilgrim and Starving Artist. Planetarium, I didn't. Uh, it was a game salute game, so expectations were low. It looked kind of snoozy. And it's it playable at two. It's fine. I would not play Scott Pilgrim again. I'd play Planetarium again. Yeah, I'm gonna let Tiff break it. I, I'd vote for either of those two. Just they're equal footing for me. For Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim or, or Starving Artists, you're the tiebreaker. <sighs> oh, that's a tough one. That is just tough. I haven't played either of these. I feel like I can't be a tiebreaker. <laughs> That's true. I, <laughs> I think I think in that case, it has to be Starving Artist, just because of your nugget of wisdom that you provided. That. Because she almost played it. Because I, I was so like, con- played it, my and you were so disappointed. My disappointment was so convincing that she decided that she did not want to play it. All right, so Dan's contagious disappointment... <laughs> pushes starving artists to the top like tiff mentioned like i'm largely disappointed in a vast majority of games but tiff usually will like i ignore you, know, you completely. do her own thing yeah i well, go my own way. completely but well when something that you backed and spent money on i know you will try yes usually the fact that you bought the game and then it came in the mail and you're like i'm good oh <laughs> 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 the saddest category but yeah it's true it's a fun one to discuss but it is kind of a because everyone tries to be so positive in this hobby but i think you know at the end of the day that's why we're different. real let's be real most games are mediocre that's that's our tagline trademark. Right? trademark that's the thing like most games are average here's our tag here's our slogan it's like most games are average let us help you or something let, let, <laughs> us, let us help you find the above average the podcast you know. of nonsensical gamers fans of the bell curve yes <laughs> we should get t-shirts with bell curves on them that would be ah. awesome somebody that's awesome with designing stuff please make us a t-shirt if anybody it. wants to make us some t-shirts with any of these clever phrases let me know i will buy one if you make it i will buy three for the entire podcast nice yes Damn. now i i implore Stop you to make shaking one. your mic 
Oh, sorry. That was me chuckling, and my belly is rumbling like a belt <laughs> full of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's crank through this next one because it doesn't ever technically have debate. This is the Van Wilder Award, the best game that you finally played this year. Last year, Tiff won it. I. Uh, no one really wins this category, but Tiff played Rococo, and that was awesome. No, I won so, it. Let me have she, my victory. She won it. Tiff won. She had the best year possible by playing Rococo. Uh, we played some cool <laughs> Top games. Top five game. Most of these are mine. I played Concordia uh, again. I mean, I played it before, but I finally like got into it and really liked this that. This category should be called Matt Welcome to Board Games. Yep. I played Legends of Andor. <laughs> we got to play Automobiles finally after talking about it. Uh, Tricarion a couple of times, which is very good. Blood Bowl, Magic Labyrinth, uh, Shipyard I did not play. I think that was you, Dan. Yep. And, uh, and London. That was me as well. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody... Tiff, did you play any old games this year that you felt were standout? Well, you know, it's it's the best game you finally played. And Ro- yeah. Rococo was one that, like, I had just I wanted to play it and just never it never presented itself to me until then. The rest, the games that I've played this year are all almost all old, but it wasn't like a finally. It's like, was yeah. there anything you were hunting? Like, man, I gotta play this game. No, not really. Okay. I'm well, sorry. You don't win two years I in a feel, row, Tiff. I feel like I'm a bummer. Like, this okay. this whole list is me just bumming everybody out with my lack uh, of game fine. playing. You're fine. All right. I really like the games you're I played. commentary. I thought that, uh, I thought Legends <laughs> like of Andor. Hype man. That's what I am now. <laughs> the hype man? Sure. Yeah, you're the guy at the rap concert that just goes around and repeats yeah. what we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ready ready tip let's try it out i played uh legends of andor that was good yeah andor 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 <laughs> <laughs> no I, uh legends of andor and probably tracarion were standouts i think that those were two very very good games on two very different uh ends of the spectrum yeah i would um since this is our category essentially i give it to andor as well yep it's yeah, good. Tricarian's good, but it's not great. Automobiles was fine. Uh, Magic Labyrinth, I thought, was a lot of fun. I think it's a great family game. The game is fun. It's just, it's just funny, and it's amazing how bad you can be at it. Yes, <laughs> the, that the, is the, true. The the, the uh, element of memory is just oh man. Uh, Shipyard, good game. London, great game. Concordia, amazing. Yeah. Um, I would give it to Concordia or Andor, seeing as you finally played them. Yeah, I played Concordia. I played Andor. I had such a weird experience with it. Steve had played it with you and Smee and thought he hated Concordia and then played it with me and Cal and was like, okay, yeah. So it's less savage. We're not savage. We were just, I mean, Smee and I just played it really well that game. I remember that game and we did just just dominate. Took advantage of the Steven. Take advantage of it, just kind of played. I mean that's a that's a game you need a couple plays under your belt yeah. to kind of understand the card play and but uh, I really liked Andor that, that was the one that surprised me. It's really good, really good, really smart co-op, very in, like very heroic, very or abstract even almost. Yeah, that's probably why I like it. Yeah. So no dice roll. Well, it does have dice rolls, but they're very manageable. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I would give it to Andor. We can call this one a short one. Cool. So, people who played Andor win. Dan, Dan and I take it. Sorry, Andor, Tiff. Andor, Andor, Andor. 
Congratulations. Swinging axes. Oh, what? Dear. I think what? Dan is Dan is everything. Demons, demons, demons. He's like our castles. Timberlake. He's castles, our hype castles. man. See, He's man. all the things. But you're our rock, Tiff. Oh. Oh, can I be the rock? Can I be yeah. our the rock? That's what I was Tiff, going for. Tiff the rock can, Bonson. Can I be our yes! the rock? Yes, it wait, wait. works. Are you the movie? Because the movie's amazing. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. So Whoa, true. Whoa, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> That's Welcome all right. the rock. Anytime Nicolas Cage is screaming. That's so good. So good. What about uh, Mr. Henderson's head? It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, all right, let's move on to our second to last category. Most likely to attend vocational school. This is our best mechanic or mechanism, depending on how pretentious you are. Last time we gave it to save the cupcake. I feel like gutting you, boy. The oh, boy. upset Sorry. pick, save the cupcake. Save the cupcake. That mechanic is phenomenal. Another one I would love to just steal. I think the discard pile is heavily underutilized in gaming, and I would like to design something that really kind of that and deus just the the discard mechanic is so good yeah yeah uh our nominees on the list we have azul for its drafting and tile placement spirit island for its card drafting and resource management and kind of its co-op elements ethnos for its like multi-mechanic drafting where everything does different things uh dice forge for dice crafting fugitive for its cat and mouse two-player card play flatline for co-op simultaneous dice play placement uh, custom heroes did card crafting exit did single use escape room unlock for multi-use escape room seventh continent for choose your own adventure card system charterstone for a legacy euro game meeple Cir- circus for asymmetric stacking to music manhattan project energy empire for dice thing which i assume dan wrote (laughs) maybe uh professor evil in the citadel of time for its time mechanic and its item unlock system photosynthesis for no mechanic i assume for the tree perspective thing uh the perspective as well as the rotating sun ah rotating sun which the perspective plays into okay yeah i could probably think of like 30 more but these were there's a i mean there's a lot this is not I mean, this is. I think that these are some really good mechanisms, but there was a lot going on in uh, in all of the different games that we saw. But these are some standouts. If there are any other standouts, feel free to add them as we go. If you want to do Bunny Kingdom for most bunnies or something like that, Bunny Kingdom. Good but I, I think that these are pretty good. Yeah, I could probably cut half of them right off the bat, though, just because I don't think they do anything like truly new. Well, then let's get to cutting. So, best mechanic. So, Azul. That's a, that's a cool drafting mechanic. I'm not mad at it. Um, the tile placement, I think we talked about, is very very Sagrada-like. So, I wasn't yeah completely like, oh, that's different. You know, because Sagrada had come out earlier in the year. We could um, add Sagrada here. I didn't think about that. I was going to say, I'd probably put Sagrada in there over Azul, to be honest with you. Um but that maybe that's game I liked better as opposed to mechanic. And Sagrada for its cool drafting and but placement. Azul, 
the drafting in Sagrada is actually probably its weakest point. Yeah. I like the puzzle of the player board in Sagrada, but I Azul the drafting is is neat because there's a timing aspect to it. There's the the constraint with the resource uh, rows. You take and one like and you kick the rest into the middle. And all right, I can keep that. I'm good. Spirit Island. Yeah. Spirit Island has the like uh, the way that the game plays the way that the enemies play is kind of interesting and trying to manipulate that but yeah it doesn't feel it feels like a like a good combination of things but the individual mechanics of like the card drafting and things don't feel it's a it's a very good game it's just a good game together well but like again playing cards for resources to activate powers and the board being controlled by a deck of cards i mean that's all been done yeah okay I, I think Ethnos is pretty unique. I kind of like what it did, and, and what it does is the entire game. Like, the whole game hinges on the ten different races or whatever, and how when you draft each card, they each do their own thing. You can stack them by color, you can stack them by race. Uh, and I, I think that that's pretty clever. I liked how it worked. I, I haven't played it. It's pretty good. It ended up leaving my collection because uh, I didn't know. I mean, while I liked it, it just wasn't mind-blowing, but I did like basically, you know, you can take a card. You're trying to build this hand of cards to uh, to play an area control game and each card has a different power, essentially. Like, the, the dwarves can do this and the, uh, the orcs can do this and you pick which power you want when you play your little... Uh, set of cards but then all of your other cards go into a global pool that can be drafted so you've got to balance like how much you're taking because any excess is going to get discarded back for everyone else to take i don't know it it was interesting drafting so i i don't know that i would cut it right away but i understand that we haven't all played it so it probably can't stick around just because i don't know that i can make that good of an argument for it but okay yeah but I'll leave it for now. How about Dice Forge? Do we like the dice crafting? I like it as a mechanic, and I think it did it better than, uh, what was that turd? Rattlebones. Rattlebones. Oh, God, what a bad game. Tiff loves Rattlebones. Tiff's Can I make Rattlebones that my most disappointing game? <laughs> Rattlebones <laughs> or Dice Forge? It might be, no, 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 uh, Rattlebones. Oh. <laughs> I think everyone does It might these, be like, one of the most 100. disappointing ones ever. Yeah. Everyone does these top 100 best games. I think we should each do our top 100 worst games of all time. That we've <laughs> we can't be that negative. I can't handle it. Uh, like, I actually kind of like the the pick picking the most disappointing game, but I don't know if I could come up with 100 ones. I kind of block them out of my mind as soon as I play them. I don't want to be known as a podcast that knows 300 terrible games. It's just... That's... Yeah. Ooh, I was going to say something. But that's the podcast that tells you what not to play. Yeah. Instead of, you know, here's 100 games where the publisher sent us a copy. Ouch. Cutting yep. deep, Sorry. Dan. Yeah, Oof. That's cool. Sorry. Tuesday that's afternoon, okay. Dan in bed with no pants. He's a, he's a real deal. <laughs> this is about as real as it gets right now. I'm still holding this damn microphone. <laughs> is your arm getting tired? We've been at this for a while. I've switched twice now. I'm good. I hear and my husband re- warming up Chinese food and it's it's hurting. It's breaking my heart. Yeah, so let's scoot through this, because I'm hungry, too. All right. Fugitives, Cat, and Mouse card play. Dan, did you like that? We got to play that a couple of times. It was okay. It had some, like, deduction to it. It was basically just random guessing. Like like I mentioned before when we talked about it, I felt like one side of the game was way more interesting than the other side of the game. Yeah. So, like, while the the fugitive guy got all the, like, kind of, like, let's play with the deduction stuff, like, the other guy was just like, 
15? Uh, no? Go fish. Okay, cool. Your turn. I'll draw another card. <laughs> it was just like, eh. I still but, like it, but okay. That's, that's fine. You're a Fowers fanboy. It's cool. I God, you are just firing at everyone. No, I'm saying you are, though. It's fine. Well, his games it, are good. You play Burgle Bros. Bros. It's great. Is good. Burgle Bros is good. Flat, uh, I think it's his use so of the word fanboy. That always offends me, too. He says it so derogatorily. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It's okay. You're just a fanboy. It's okay. I'm a fanboy of Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. And The we Rock. established that. <laughs> I don't uh, take offense lines, to that at all. Co-op dice placement I thought was cool, although it's not mind-blowing but it, i i like the idea of like the simultaneous dice placement to fulfill things you're trying to talk while the timer goes it's okay but i don't know that it makes it past the rest of these things eh. i'd cut it bye custom, custom heroes. heroes i think is a cool mechanic um it, you know we could debate execution and gameplay all week but yeah the fact that you're you're actually building your hand of cards was kind of funny yeah, it's a and, trick-taking game where you modify the values as you go. It's kind of... Yeah, it's super unique. Actually, that probably should have been up in unique and innovative, to be honest with you. It's fair. Because, um, yeah, it was cool. And it took it kind of built off of that whole Mystic Veil thing. Yeah. Where you know, Mystic Veil is kind of a snooze. But this one was... Yeah, it was kind of funny. Throws a real wrench in the math of the trick-taking game. Yeah. You never um, quite know what's going to come out. But did it in a fun way. Yeah, I think so. And the All fact right. that your your hero can hold a, a head of lettuce made me chuckle. Yeah, the things you can put in their hands are very strange. But yeah. uh, exit, the single-use escape room. We have this yeah, exit unlock stay. debate over and over again. Unlock can go, but exit has to stay. Like I think that. we are we are exit fans here at this podcast. Yes. Seventh Continent should stay both for the, the kind of the choose-your-own-adventure as well as the, um, the way you use your hand as kind of your life force kind of thing as well as yeah um like other, the, the stack of cards. the way you put the the heart the the pressure lock element kind of thing is kind of cool too i feel like a uh, charter stone needs to be defined a little bit better like a legacy euro but mainly like the idea that i don't think the mechanics are all that i mean it's it's standard worker placement really you're building like, the worker placement spots though I guess, but that's kind of just like unlocking places in any other worker play. You know, those games that have unlocked spaces or something like that, or restricted spaces. It's kind of the same concept overall. It's just standard worker placement. All right. That's Done fair. in a very streamlined way. Yeah. Four games into Charterstone, I'm not I'm not completely hating it, which is a is a good kind of uh, evolution oh for me. My God, he's now he's a Stonemeyer fanboy. Ugh. Oh no 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 no! The greatest There's insult no you greatest. can level against Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you didn't let me do my color commentary. That's all, all right, right. Go ahead, Tiff. That's Sorry, all color I got. No, please. that's that's fine. It's fine. Peanut just, gallery, please. You can do it. In. Do it all. I'll just sit back and drink my diet Dr Pepper. Oh, good call. Hey. 27 is there, flavors uh, is there some rum in it no <laughs> was that the uh, uh the drink that that commercial came out that was originally just for men or something like that oh that's 10 oh uh, okay not for women yeah it's like that's Which, that's a bold uh i'm super sure that went over super well i feel like at the time we weren't as like we've become so much more sensitive since that time but yeah um, and even it was still felt a little abrasive for the time <laughs> I, I, we, Dr. Pepper 10 is great. 
So it's good How for anyone. How would you anyone. know it's not for women? Well, they made it for women now. It's for women oh. now. We have equal we have equal Dr. Pepper rights. So Did they put a bow on it? <laughs> it yeah, they made it pink. Now you can drink it? Yep. That's anyway, how it works. Uh, Maple Circus, do we like the stacking to music? Like the time it's stacking? It's not. It's not. No. Get rid of it. It's just like stack. It's stacking. Like for best mechanic, meh. Fine, Dan. Then tell me about Manhattan dice Project's dice thing. <laughs> <laughs> so as the uh, the description alludes to, um, there's dice. I uh, This one can probably... Like Manhattan... It, empire or man whatever the hell this game's name is like the you roll the you roll dice that are you like draft these different or you kind of buy these different uh dice that are different types of energy and on them they have different dice faces and at the end of each round you're rolling them to kind of understand how much um you know nuclear waste and or like energy you're going to get for the next round so you build your dice pool to kind of cater to your strategy so it's it's kind of fun um it's it's an interesting mechanic just a different way to use dice to generate your resources yeah, try to yeah. pick your energy style i remember going way too clean and not being able to do anything because the clean, clean energy good dice have no symbols you gotta take a little bit of risk later on because that, and that's again that, that kind of risk reward of rolling energy versus collecting the waste or whatever it was called um was was fun it's a it's a solid game. Uh, how about per- Professor Evil? You guys have to. You guys I really, really like, like that time mechanic. Like, uh, and maybe it's just because it's so like tangible. But just the flipping the switches on and off, and the number of switches allows you to collect something, and then but you're also kind of balancing that time mechanic. Um, I, I don't know. I just thought I liked that mechanic. I thought it was fun. You know my opinions of Professor Evil, so. <laughs> I feel like that one's not going to make it just because Matt hates it so much. No, it's fine. Matt I hates the dice mechanic. Matt doesn't hate that mechanic. I mean, it really, it's like, you know, in co-op, in co-op games, you're like playing the game, but like, or playing against the game, you're trying to win against the game. And Professor Evil, it feels extra like you're trying to beat, them. like, I don't know if I'm making sense because it's getting late and I'm super hungry, but just feels extra like you're playing you're playing against this game this game is trying to defeat you like more than other co-ops i think because of that it's mechanic evil because there's a tiny professor evil walking around is that it i don't know yeah you can oh. see a smug face <laughs> yes that's it i don't know i just that's a good game that's a good mechanic it's a good mechanism because i am pretentious Ooh, nice. i am too it's okay <laughs> Uh, I and then Dan photosynthesis. Photosynthesis again. is just the the kind of the the way the sun rotates around the board um, determines like the Which number changes of resources, the perspective, right? The height of your trees and the shadow mechanic is kind of neat and th- super That's thematic. Cool. Um, yeah, I actually this one's really high for me to be honest with you. I think that I really like Seventh Continent. I think that Dice Forge I'd probably cut. I'd cut. I'd cut every. I'd keep custom heroes, photosynthesis, and seventh continent. Let's go with that. Do you like? I like exit. Stop it. <laughs> you don't like your dice thing, your energy empire dice thing. No, I mean I like it, but not not a, like from a mechanic standpoint. Yeah. It's like the previous episode. He just wanted to get some credit. Yeah. Yeah. This just needs uh, a shout out. Remember, I'm also a hype man. Shout out and cut. 
Dice thing, dice thing, dice thing. You know, for as uh, much as you guys... Oh, never mind. We still have game of the year, so maybe, maybe not. I'll go ahead. I've, I was like, for as much as you guys like Exit, it hasn't won anything yet. I don't know if that should factor in here, but I'm just, just saying. It it's just, a cool It's mechanic. a good Actually, game. I'd it just keep, doesn't... Yeah. I'd keep... It's just so solid, and it's not like yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right. I'd keep it. I'd get keep rid of exit it. over custom heroes, I guess. Maybe even Seventh Continent, because Seventh Continent. I mean, it's cool. Now the way you like cook food in that yeah, game, the way you I'd fight and build over. things. Now exit, exit is neat. Like the mechan- I'm just trying to think mechanically. The choose your own adventure system of like you you go no, to no, a no, number and you exit. pull a card. I'm, seventh continent can stay. I'm talking exit, seventh like continent. mechanic. Oh. If we're talking mechanic, as opposed to puzzle, like is the puzzle the mechanic? Are the individual uh, puzzles me- puzzles mechanics? Yeah. Or mechanisms? Well, I guess kind of. I guess the mechanic of like going through like one of the mechanics is the hint system and like going through the book. Like I, I, I think that that's pretty good, the storybook style. But I can see, I can see it getting cut. Like I'm still keeping custom heroes. I think that was kind of cool. Cause you like the card crafting. Yeah, I thought it was a neat way to do it. Even if like the game was kind of, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like I'd play it though. Yeah, it's not great. It's not terrible. Uh, what would you give it to? Photosynthesis, custom heroes, or Seventh Continent? Uh, personally, I'd give it to Photosynthesis. I just I think it's super it. thematic really and like continent. elegant the way they did it. Seventh Continent's cool, but it's a little clunky. It's so crazy how that system works, though. Like, you just... it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not mad at either at this point, to be honest with you. Either of those. It's one of those two. Tiff, what do you think? <sighs> I, like, uh, I, f- I feel so weird voting for stuff that I haven't played. I'm just asking you what you think. Like, hearing the arguments of, like... Photosynthesis. Oh. Haha. <laughs> Why do we let her vote? <laughs> oh, ouch. Well, we just let her drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> that is true. I'm breaking through the glass ceiling here. <laughs> You're doing it. Uh, all right. So, photosynthesis, best mechanic uh, with its rotating sun and perspective based scoring and shadows over Seventh Continent Custom Heroes. Let's move on to the grand oh, finale, God. the homecoming. I'm, I'm laughing at this next one from my mistake, but go ahead. <laughs> the homecoming king or queen. Uh, this is our game of the year. So this is collectively out of the, you know, with the three of us, the games that we played, what we really felt was the standout game of the year we have on the list. Well, to, first to say last year, we gave it to Great Western Trail. So on the list this year is Gloomhaven, Seventh Continent, Gaia Project, TI4, Charterstone, Baron Park, Raj, Raja, Rajas, uh, Rajas of the Ganges. I'm God. I'm so sorry. Uh, Ray Bunny Jays Kingdom, of the Ganges, Sid no, Meier's Civ, A New Dawn, Great Western Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I couldn't say it with a straight face. <laughs> the best part is that Matt in the show notes typed all the winners from last year, <laughs> and I still typed Great Western he Trail in the list for this year. There. I couldn't remember when it came out. <laughs> First Class, Santorini, Whistle Stop, Spirit Island, Ethnos, Exit, Wasteland, Express, Delivery Service, Ladder 29, Clans of Caledonia. All right. Yeah. So th- the elephant in the room, did we we Look. reviewed, like we gave it to Great Western Trail last year, Dan. We can't do it again. It should win. If it's it that good of a again. game, it can win two years in a row. It That's came our out nonsensical rule this year. It came out in a new country this year. Enough people had copies that we 
I don't I don't remember how we came to the decision, but we decided that we had played it and enough people had played it and life was good with Great Western Trail last year, so it won 2016, even though it then came out. Well, because we had played my Essen copy, like, yeah. at least I had, like, five times. Yeah. It was, like, my most played game last year. So... At five. <laughs> but it, And then I'm, like, scrolling through this list. I was like, Dan, you, you can't do that. I honestly he can and You're just he mad will because it missed. Uh, I didn't remember it, it won last year. I'm not gonna lie. Oh He's god, just that's such an oversight. Because he got was. robbed. Such an oversight. Uh, let's go ahead and just I'm say okay if you take mention, it off. <laughs> Great Western Trail. Well, let's see. Is Great Western Trail better than some of these other games? Yes. It's still probably the best game I played this year. <laughs> again, <laughs> it's got to come off though. But we do still love Great Western Trail. It is a very good game. If you don't have it, go get it. Although Excellent. I still like uh, what you call it. Just as much. Uh, Mombasa? Mombasa. Mombasa is excellent as well, but I, I give it to Great Western Trail. Can we give it to Mombasa this year? And we'll just go back and forth? I probably won the year before. <laughs> well, we t- you know. <laughs> he comes out with a new good game every year. There are no rules here. Uh, we None of us have played TI4, and even though we've played TI3 and it's basically the same, I think it's got to go. Yeah, I don't know why I was even on there. It's just it was a big game when I made the list. I just put it on there. Uh, Ethnos. None of us played. New Dawn. It's not that I'd good. Get rid of New Dawn. That was New Dawn. I, I've played it. It's um, it's an interesting take on streamlining a. Um, and I can talk about it maybe next episode actually. So I'll just leave it at that. It's an interesting take on trying to reduce forex to under two hours kind of thing. But yeah. I, I have my issues with it, which I'll go into detail next time. Uh, I Are you guys that passionate about Baron Park? I like it. I don't love it. <laughs> I don't I think know. It's, it's okay. I don't think it's game of the year, but it's a, it's an excellent game. So I would be okay if it came off. Do you want me to leave it on so that you feel better? I like it more than Rahaj of the Ganges. And I like I, really that. D- I liked Rahaj of the Ganges. No, I like it too. I like it too, but... Baron Park is just such a, a great accessible game. Like I'd play it any time. And I yeah. think most people would, at least in our circles. Uh Clans of Caldonia? No. Not for me. Knights of Caldonia. Good it's a good game, but I it's it basically combines I think I mentioned this last episode, it combines Terra Mystica with Navigador with uh Marco Polo. And to be honest, I'd rather play all three of those games instead. Yeah. Um, so, so Letter 29, I, good game, not my game of the year. I, yeah. I hate to I mean, say this, but I think small card games just can't win. Like it is no, so hard for them it's to win really a tough. game of the year. Well, it's just like the whole, like, it's just like the whole ranking system on, uh, like BGG. It's so hard for like a small card game to get above like a seven because it doesn't have many, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I think, I think, um, our buddy Ben, the designer of Ladder 20 has always kind of argued, he's like, you know, Game has many, but but it's okay. Eight, you know what I mean. Card game, good. Six or seven, you know what I mean. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't. You can't. Um, 100%. You can't compare them. Yeah. So. It's so small in terms of its form factor that it doesn't have like anything to fall back on. Yeah. No. It's there's an no. Game. But this part was great. Well, there's just a certain amount of physical presence that makes yeah. it more grandiose. So game of the yeah. year, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I really like a lot of these games on here. I, I'm thinking, and I'm not 100% sure that I believe in this, but I really I really do like Seventh Continent and think that it is a crazy cool thing. But I don't know that I would not my game rank it the as year. the best game. Like, because it's mechanically, 
while I, I shouldn't say mechanically because I love what it does mechanically, but like in terms of a, it's just like an interactive experience and it's very solo driven and yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, 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 I'd agree. Let me yeah. tell you. I remember. Our, oh, sorry. Too. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Tell your thing. Say your No, thing. no, no. You. I'll remember my thing. Oh, I never remember <laughs> what I'm going to say. Exactly. That's what I was going <laughs> to let you go first. All right. I, I think we can narrow this down to three right now. Because <laughs> I've only Uh-oh. played two. Can we? <laughs> yeah, I think we can. I think it's, it's got to be Wasteland Express, Gaia Project, and Exit. That's I don't three. think Gaia Project is on here. Listen, it's got to be on there. It, you didn't even like it. I played it. <laughs> <laughs> No. All right, then yeah. Whistle Stop. I'll trade it for <laughs> the, Whistle Stop. The other whistle game you played. <laughs> I watched enough people. I watch enough people play Whistle Stop that I feel like I can say that. All right. It's good. So there's this weird phenomenon here. So Charterstone probably coming off. Yep. It's. It, I'm liking it so far, but you know, maybe next year. God, I like. Uh, I like Bunny Kingdom. But I was about to say, there's this off. weird affinity we have for Bunny Kingdom. I'm a big fan of Bunny Kingdom. I think it's the game. It's most weirdly good. Try. Yeah, I I really like the drafting in it. It's it's not that good, but it's weirdly good. Like I, just, I think it's I think it is that good. I think it's just it that little board really takes away from it. Yeah. If and we're going for a complete bunny. package here, then yeah, that little board really kind of takes away from it. Slight, over so slightly, but in this kind of the cream of the crop category, you got to come up with something, right? So I played Santorini with Kel, yes, two days ago, and man, that game's good. It's phenomenal. That game is really good. Yeah, that's like one game I kind of regret selling. Of yeah, all my games. you had mentioned that last episode. Like I, I, I remember that I loved it, and I remembered that I. Because I love abstract games and things like that, but that game is just, that's a smart little game. I think that's oh, special. When Dan regrets selling a game, that means something. I had the sweet white version. Yeah, yeah, the white box cover. But, you know, I, the capitalist in me, I was like, let me get that money. I'll just buy yeah. it. The thing is, like, it's so great now that you can buy it in Target for 20, Target 25 gift card. bucks. Target Get my bucks. red card going. Uh... <sighs> Spirit Island's very good, but it probably doesn't make it. I don't know. Although, I think I'd probably pick Spirit Island over Wasteland. Did you guys get rid of Gaia Project yet? I thought you were doing that. You can get rid of Gaia Project. Yeah, I think it's gotta go. It's good. Terra Mystica won in 2012. So I know what my vote is now. (laughs) Wasteland's good. Love you, Matt and Ben. Wasteland is very good. Wasteland? I pick Wasteland over Gloomhaven. I yes. yeah I wish I had played more Gloomhaven I I like what Gloomhaven's doing but I do think that it's yeah it it's got some number one game on BGG it's what you expect though like it, it's very good you got to admit that like it's a it's a well I don't know if you would admit but I I do think it's a very good game but in terms of game of the year something that really stands out I think that man it's a crazy package and I can't wait to keep going with it I'm having fun with it but. It is, but you're like probably it, it's not because you got other games that you want to get to, and it's just a commitment. Well, no, it's it's just that it's a dungeon crawl, and I fortunately love dungeon crawls. But like it, it I don't know, I don't know why it's number one. Like it's it's, I can see it being number one of the dungeon crawls, but number one overall. Yeah, well, like that's kind of wild. We could talk BGG rankings in another episode. I'm just saying. So to use me. that, you know, I I would pick Seventh Continent over. Gloomhaven in terms of I think Seventh Continent is way crazier. Like I think that it's just it's it's equally as immense and I like it in I, theory I, more. I find the Seventh Continent system to be a little more elegant. While the card playing Gloomhaven is cool, the rest yeah. of it is just 
vanilla dungeon crawl. Yeah, and I and I like, but I fortunately like that. Like I like I like American dungeon Crash crawl games. too, but like I don't. It didn't do anything. Like, and again, I haven't played the legacy piece. I've only played one shots of it. Yeah, but it doesn't like. It's not that exciting. Like, play a card, move, attack. Play a card, move, attack. Like, I like it a lot. And maybe if I had played twenty more hours of it, I would be professing more love for it. You know, maybe if I had just dug in deeper and deeper but you know i've gotten a surface level understanding of it i feel like i at least get it as a game maybe not as a full experience and i just don't know that i could give it game of the year but seventh continent i've sunk like 15 hours in and i know that that's a minuscule amount but it's a lot of time to be like on one quest yeah all right so get rid of bunny kingdom uh bunny king get rid of (sighs) whistle stop is good but i like first class better really i think so I First like class is very drafting. good. Santorini's phenomenal. I'd go. Exit? Does Exit have to go? I'm not like uh, the thing is like because it's a one shot, it takes. While it's a great experience, like it just takes a hit because I can't play it again. Yeah, like, all these other ones I can enjoy over and over again. Exit is like a one shot, great kind of experiential or whatever that word I'm looking for is experience game. Um. And then it's done kind of yep. thing. So it's more like a gaming moment for me as opposed to like game of the year. And a great system. But like yeah. is is the individual exit. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. I like I like Wasteland a lot. Wasteland does that cool thing of towing the line between Euro and Amera kind of. Um, and it does it really well. Um, First class is so smooth. First class is great. For me, it's first class Santorini and man, I love Baron Park. It's gonna be Baron Park for me. Oh god, I don't like I don't care about Baron Park at all. I like Baron Park a lot. Came as a snooze. It's a lot of fun. It's okay. You're the only person I've ever played it with that didn't like it. I don't again, I don't hate it. I just don't get why everyone loves it. Because it's an accessible, fun puzzle game. That can be played in 30 minutes. Yeah, Just play Patchwork. Patchwork is better, but it's only two player. That's okay. This one plays <laughs> in the same amount of time at four player. Yeah. And it has, yeah. you know, yeah. I get it. I don't know. I, I like some of these other games better just personally when I think about like what is the best game. I don't know. I guess Baron Park is okay. It feels just, it just feels samey. Like, oh, yep, this is a four player version of a game I already own. That's cool. I don't own Patchwork, so. I well, like that, but you've played it. Like this is it's not it's not a I unique have. experience. Well, neither is Spirit Island. It's a co-op. Ah, I feel like Spirit Island's pretty unique, Dan. Come on. It's cool. It's a good game, but it's not my game of the year by any stretch. Tiff, do any of these stand out other than Wasteland? I know you love Wasteland. Wasteland is the best, and that is my position, and I'm not going to change it. First class is very good. I think that Santorini can stay. I've played it very recently and and am reminded that it is a really, really good game. Yep. Wasteland? I don't know how I feel about Wasteland. I don't know. I mean, I like it. It obviously it. should be here. That's what I it know. It should be here. Tiff has played it. <sighs> Dan, Whistle Stop. Should Whistle Stop stay? Whistle Stop's a good game. Um, I like Whistle Stop more than... Spirit Island and Seventh Continent, but that's just because I saw a lot more people playing Whistle Stop at conventions this year than 
Seventh Continent. <laughs> That's because the people island. playing Seventh Continent were in their hotel rooms alone. Yeah. I was going to say, they were at home yeah. on their dining room table because they can't move it. All right, that is true. I just, yeah, I think, yeah. And Dan, kind of I know you love Baron Park, but really, Game of the Year? Game of the Year. The I, best game from last year was Baron Park. It is the one game that I bought on turn two after playing it, and I've played it probably 20 plus times. So it's like a cacao. Like, Would you put cacao as game cacao. of the year? Yeah. Cacao's great. All right. Well, then Get it stays, Matt. He's convinced me. Dan, the king of heavy euro and whatever, is going to put cacao as game of the year. I think we, I, I think we need to encourage this, Matt. Let's, let's not. <laughs> oh, it hurts my heart. Baron cacao, Park is so boring. Cacao from and Baron Park are just so from a design perspective just so elegant how about from like, a playing perspective like it has to be good thing, from like, all the perspectives so, they're elegant and people really enjoy it who doesn't love building out a puzzle yeah i don't know I, i'm this sure is my opinion I, look, I know it's your opinion i like i think like <laughs> it's good right it's like really good it's above average but i don't know if it's like i don't know that's weird for me, me. For me, if I'm looking at this year in a vacuum, mm. Baron Park hit the table more than any other game. That's but fair. But has it hit recently or was it just centered around Origins? That's where I'm at with it. It seems like it was hyped at Origins and everybody went bananas. Flash in the and pan. Then Flash in the pan is perfect. Flash okay. in the That's park. That's fair. But we're talking about but this what year game... in a vacuum. It doesn't matter yeah. if it was two months or three months. Like, right. But that's offense. true. I'm Nobody's just saying, talking about didn't... Seventh Continent anymore. Yeah. But it what, what, what game, let's be honest, what game isn't a flash in the pan? Exactly. So then the, the argument is moot. You know, if you're going to use that, is if it Santorini was just centered around three. I, I retract my argument against Baron Park. Oh, my goodness. Matt, <laughs> it was centered... you're the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. Like, yeah. Let's just see, like, what games are actually, like, the hotness on BGG and on Twitter and on Facebook, like, changes weekly. Like, if we're going to use the nobody's talking about it argument, then we might as well just stop, like, because none of these are being talked about. No one's talking about first class. No, first class didn't get its due. <laughs> first well, class is great. First class is a very good game. Okay. I think that was production things, but. That's well, yeah, and availability. So maybe you know next it is year. on the hotness right now. Huh. Great Western Trail. It's sh- as it should be. It should be the number one game. But also, so is Spirit Island. Yeah. Wasteland isn't. Like this whole list. I don't do is BGG fine. anymore. Like it, if we want to whist- like whittle it down. You know it is. Scythe is on here. Oh. Seventh Continent is on here. All right, let's wrap this up because I'm getting hungry. Like this is like we're gonna we're come gonna, to blows here soon. So let's Santorini's just Santorini's on here too. That's surprising. Let's just call it Wasteland and and like you know be done with it. You know what I mean? We're all hungry. We're all tired. Wasteland's pretty good. It looks amazing. It's fun to play. It is a it is a good package altogether. It's got a nice combination of mechanisms. Oh girl, mechanism, mechanism, mechanism. <laughs> I understand spirit. To be fair, I've played it once. <laughs> so. I don't. I don't have it. any horse in in this game at all. I don't really have a game of the year this year. So you Spirit guys work is a it good out. Game, but it's it not, is a good game. I don't I'm sad to see it go. I don't. For me, it's not game of the year. I think it could be up there. I think it could be top three. It's in top six. Like that's good. Well, it was seventh. 
All right. So it didn't make top six. <laughs> <laughs> whistle stop. I could get rid of whistle stop. Does it stack? Like no. it's fine. Okay, if you with these it, other it ones, stack no. Up? no, no. With these other five, no. Whistle stop. Top six. Yes. Not Spirit Island. <laughs> I don't want to give up Seventh Continent because I think that it's something special. But I, I guess top five is a nice thing. You, I, I mean, it's a, it's an inch. I just, uh, I do. Demon oh my Eater. god! I can't believe I'm getting rid of it before Baron Park. Ugh. But the thing is, you're the only one who wants to continue to play it, kind of thing, and has, and it's a solo game, like a really good solo game. You can play your boring four-player puzzle. You can game. get rid of Baron Park and we can go first-class Santorini Wasteland. I'm fine with that. I won't die. Baron Park is a great game, and it'll be played more than any of these games left on the list. Guaranteed. Would you put? I 100 percent agree well, with that. I don't know that Baron Park would be played more than Santorini or First Class. I think that they're all comparable. Maybe Santorini. Maybe Santorini. Maybe Santorini. Santorini. But Santorini yeah. again, two-player, a little bit limited, but you can I play understand. four-player. Although I wouldn't. Who the hell would play that game four player? I've played it four player. That sounds dumb. It's weird. That sounds weird. You can play a three player too. Yeah, no thanks. It's a two player game. I agree. Much like Baron Park. They call it patchwork. You can get rid of Baron Park because this award doesn't really matter in any grand scheme of anything. Um, and Tiff well, has a vote. Not in the spirit, Dan. No, but Tiff has a vote and her vote is Wasteland. And I would agree Wasteland belongs on the list somewhere. So would you say Baron Park or First Class? because um, that's think, what it comes down to uh, yeah again full package i hate to get rid of baron park but i like first class a lot i think it's a really good game you can get rid of baron park i'm fine with that but I'm, i still stick by my prediction that i will get that played anytime over any of the other three i don't think you'll be trying to get it played I think if I asked our brother Michael this weekend if he wanted to play Baron Park, he'd sit down in a heartbeat and play it. No, no, I agree that you that people will play it. I don't think you're going to be trying to get it played. I would play that game any day. If all my I, games were I in understand boxes. that you would play it. I don't think you're going to be bringing it around saying we should be playing Baron Park right now. I don't think I don't think I you're going to put contemplating put it. Yeah, but I actually contemplated packing it for Copenhagen, and I'm only bringing like five games to Copenhagen, so. That says something. Like I, I accept its playability. I just don't think it's a good game. People want to play it. Like, like people want to be toting it around. I would say the same for any of these games. That's the thing. Like, it's a culture of the new. Like, none of these games are going to make it in people's bags. It's going to be what came out last week. But okay, this is taking a weird turn. So, first class Santorini Wasteland. What do we give it to? Santorini. Tiffany B. You already know how I feel. <laughs> I've already Great been Western there. Trail. It is. <laughs> I really think that's what we need to do here because I, you know, I feel like at least one of us is going to be upset, but we can all agree on Great Western I'm gonna, Trail. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not going to be upset at all. <laughs> like this is just for fun. Like I could care less. <laughs> like what wins? Ouch, Dan! I'm giving no, up I'm Chinese food for this. I, no, no, I didn't say I'm, I care less about talking and having all this right. discussion. I'm saying I care less about the winners. Nice like, this save. is just for fun. Like, it's all about the, uh, the process more so than what wins. Like, they're all good games. You guys can go with Santorini, but for me, it'll always be Wasteland. <laughs> because she played it. Because I played it. 
<laughs> and it is it is come on guys it is a good game though santorini the remake of a 2004 game that technically came out on in 2016 is the best game of 2017 when did it come out send your emails to dan according to bgg it's a 2016 game is that the because of the year it kickstarted or i have no idea pretty sure i got mine in like march of this year it's a 2017 game more importantly our real winner for all three of us is great western trail so oh yeah easily there you have it that's it we're done we did it we did it we did five categories today we said that our most unique game was drop mix that our most disappointing game was starting starving artists that the best game that we finally played this year was probably legends of andor although we played a lot of good games this year andor andor the best mechanic that we saw was the photosynthesis rotating sun and shadow mechanic and the game of the year is santorini over a very uh, valid second and third Wasteland Express and first class. And but fourth, really great Western Trail is in park. our hearts. That is going <laughs> to do it for a very long part two to the nonsensical. Ah, I did it again. Nonsensical. To the nonsensical yearbook for 2017. Send your emails to Dan and not me. You can chat with us over on the BGG Guild number 2077 if you want to talk about our picks and maybe what you would have picked instead or things that we missed or you agree or you disagree feel free to go over there the other place to talk about us god the other place to talk to us would be over on twitter tiffany b if they want to reach out to you about i I don't know the one pick that you made hey listen where do they do that don't give me a hard time i just i didn't play new games this year that's just where i'm at yeah. But if you okay. want to play Wasteland Express with Tiff, where do you do so? Mm, at an, uh, I don't know. <laughs> at nonsensical Tiff. At inept yeah. gamer. <laughs> Jeez. And Dan, if they want to chat with you about the other four games that you're bringing to Copenhagen, where do they do that? Uh, at scandalous underscore Ned or at League Nonsense. Mm-hmm. You can chat with me at Cinnamon Bun spelled phonetically. We thank you all for joining us for this extended episode and for the two-parter that will total somewhere around three hours so fun stuff there we will chat with you all next time on episode 83 nope on episode 82 (laughs) until then let's all say goodbye bye toodles bye